advance release with the Adventure Mind Podcast. I've definitely uh, been to a lot of places. One time, there was a year, they were like, hey man, there's this cool concert. They have some guests. I don't know um, who's going to be there, but it's supposed to be pretty tight. And uh, So we're pretty fucked up, and we go to this um, one house, and it's a small, intimate backyard party. Um, Robin with Universal Records, who's a video commissioner, rest in peace, Robin, that I worked with uh, for a long time was there. And like out of nowhere, like the Beastie Boys play like a small, intimate backyard show. Dude, and that's just dope. Like, what what, what kind of time frame is it? Like how ridiculously huge are they at this point? Oh, they're so huge. Um, this is po- like... This is post-deal communications or... This is early 2000s. Oh, wow. Okay, so everybody knew who they were. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. This isn't like uh, like Paul's Boutique where they're like falling off and I'm like, yeah. you know, or something you know, like that. Paul, Paul's Boutique gets such a bad rap. Like, like I know it didn't sell very well. And no, that's not a commentary. Like, I like I know it didn't sell very well, but I think if you go back and listen to it, it's nowhere near as horrible as the sales of the time would indicate. Man, I'm a hot sauce committed guy myself. I like man, like anything where they have those old loops of us like, man, if I was known as this is going to be this kind of party, I'd have put I'd my, stick dick, my in dick in the mashed potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's the first shit. time I heard that, I was like, what the fuck did I just... My, and, and here's the thing. My mom... <laughs> I, I was like 14 years old when I bought that CD. <laughs> I bought that CD when I was 14. And my mom, you know, we were, we were kind of hippie-ish, converted Catholics. And I put on, she kind of dug the first song. And, you know, it's like, oh, that's cool. Because she was around. And then, thankfully, she was in the bathroom when that part of the song came on. When I was listening <laughs> to the first song, I was like, oh. You're like, yeah. I can't wait for dinner and get at those mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> KFC has the best mashed potatoes. What, um, for sticking your dick in or for eating? Oh, dick stuff. Oh, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, hands down, it's so soft. Um, but <laughs> when it comes to um, this whole like weird, I'll unpack, I'll go back in time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've always, ever since I got my hands on a like a shitty VHS camera, I was always drawn to... Uh, make terrible films and whether it was reenacting you know attack of the killer tomatoes with a bunch of red balls we stole from chuck e cheese or (laughs) um being so inspired like if thank god they didn't have youtube when i was a kid because i would have been like me too or whatever the hell else and like falling under all all those that you should have been fred i mean you see how many (laughs) how freaking popular that shit got yeah or else i'd be king of the world one of the two um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't have jack shit, man. Uh, poor parents. Anytime my uncle tells me stories of poverty growing up or different things like that. Um, my wife's always just like, oh, don't tell him any more stories, Uncle Dickie, because you know, he gets a really big head. Anytime he becomes more proud of how much lower he came from, like it helps him. And like my uncle Richard will be like, oh, that's nothing. Uh, there was a storm that was so bad we're from the northeast uh like new england couldn't uh, tell couldn't tell at all it was so fucking cold we had to burn furniture and the wood burning fireplace to stay warm and it was just anytime he tells me something i'm like yes (laughs) like oh i can one-up everyone else that came from so much less (laughs) you know you know but i mean rung by rung i mean when you're raised by kind of um, like a single mom bartender, you know, that was yeah, my whole life. That, and like, she was so fucking trashy, um, alcoholic, you know, everything you can throw at her, you know, she, you know, right. um, I guess it, it all dated back for my mom when she was in Catholic school, the movie, ah, fuck. What's, the, what's the movie called that has like, 
some kind of poltergeist inside of a girl. I'm terrible with names. I'm the worst uh, podcast person. The Exorcist? Yeah, Exorcist. Oh, <laughs> the only, only the mo- one of the most... Fa- you know, I, 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 will, I will trust that you are a seasoned filmmaker, even though you couldn't ca- think of one of the most iconic horror movies of all time. Oh, I'm into hip-hop shit. But yeah, no, oh, okay. I, I get the emotions of it. That's what I file back. Right. Names I'm terrible with. No, um, we're, good, we're good. We're good. And so she uh, she's at Catholic school or whatever, and uh, they, they tell all the kids, like, if you see this movie, The Exorcist, you're going to die the next day and go to hell. You know, they started selling all these kids and jiving it, it, was, it up. It's pretty dark, and you know, if you're a, if you're a really religious Catholic and you watch that movie, you are guaranteed in the to 60s fit. or 70s uh, or whatever. No, like 70 something. That's yeah, that's so. This is only like, this is less than a decade after the maybe a decade after the Second Vatican Council, where they were like, "Oh, you mean you should actually read your Bible if you're Catholic?" <laughs> okay, so so the next day, everyone from her school shows up. <laughs> to go see this movie, right? And so they go and they see this movie and the next day, no one dies. And, and no one goes like, to hell. Oh, so the floodgates are wide open for sin yeah. <laughs> at this point. You know what I mean? And, you know, so she immediately, Catholic, 18, started having kids. My mom had me when she was like 21. Uh, so we didn't have shit. We lived in like some summer home that wasn't designed to be lived in, you know, by people. But long story short, um, she meets this guy, uh, my stepdad, who is this big, big fucking guy. He was shaped like a cobra snake, like a big chest, burly arms. They used to describe him. He had this tattoo on his arm that was like a wolf riding, a woman riding a wolf with a big shield that said Harley Davidson. Later in life, I'd ask him, and he had this big cross, you know, with my mom's name on it with a heart on his arm. And later in life, I'd be like, what does that mean, Dad? He's like, on this arm, you got love. And he pointed at my mom's name. And then he's like, and he points at the uh, the bear and the lady, and he's like, you know, on this arm, you got fantasy. <laughs> and the fuck is, so, so long story short, uh, my mom's smoking a cigarette. Uh, I remember being a kid in the backseat of a car. She pulls up to a gym, and this guy's like getting out. He's like this giant jack dude. And she goes, Jim Henderson. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, you're taking me on a date tonight. And then just like peels off in her car and shit. And he was this guy. Like she met him when he was he was fighting you in need, parking lots. I, I haven't even heard half of your story already. I'm thinking, there's a fucking movie here. <laughs> no, I'm not joking, dude. Scene. I'm not joking, dude. You totally set up a seat. Like I, I'm expecting in sort of that kind of... Uh, <laughs> Like, like, honestly, I'm thinking like a like a Kevin Smith movie based on your life already. Oh, if you, it gets dark, it's kind of a Scorsese yeah. Dude, piece. Did you see, once it did gets you see Tusk? Tusk is dark as shit. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's my mom made a lot of bad choices, but um, yeah. So, so I'm just like this little kid, like hiding behind the Miss Pac-Man machine, like pretending I'm playing it. Nothing's actually happening. Like eating tuna melts, and like this guy, like. Oh my God! Uh, he was he was fighting in parking lots behind the Winter Circle, which was like a illegal sports bar near right. Boston. And uh, yeah, and she must have had that like, you know, that magic over him because like you know she you know it was it was weird. And we then we moved to Texas, you know, and he lost his job at this you know iron uh, metal fabrication place, and he came here right. to work on motorcycles. My mom was a bartender, and. Um, it was real. You know, the thing about a shitty childhood is you don't realize you were poor until you go back and look at pictures. 
<laughs> or you go back and you talk to people, and everyone's like, "Are you we saying will you will. never had ketchup on your on your noodles instead because you're too poor for barbecue for uh, spaghetti saying, sauce?" I'm saying I'm looking at my first grade pictures and I'm wearing like all my sisters hand me down clothes. I'm like, "What the fuck is bum equipment? Like what? Like what are these brands?" Um, yeah, no. You're, you're all in going to like sixth grade homeroom wearing juicy shorts. Oh yeah, with the sliders underneath, <laughs> feeling real good about my life. Catch the full episode only on adventuremind.net or in your favorite podcast app.